Hello, welcome to Room 305. We're your hosts, Ella and Mimi. Today's podcast is all about the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution is a set of fundamental principles or established precedents. A what? A plan for how our government works. Oh, okay, that makes sense. The funders of our country felt we needed a strong government, but were worried about a strong central government. Early attempts to create a plan for how our government worked and would work did not go so well. Like the Articles of Confederation, which had too many weaknesses, led to too much confusion, and just seemed disorganized. Right, so some people wanted to fix that plan, but not everyone was convinced they needed changing. A grand convention was called, and each state sent representatives, well, each state except Rhode Island. It took weeks for everyone to get there, but by the end of May 1787, they were ready to go. Let's listen in on the Grand Convention at the Philadelphia State House. Who are you, Ashton? No one gets into the Philadelphia State House unless they're on the list. I am on the list. James Madison, let me in. You're early. I want to get a good seat up front and take good notes. Someday people will want to know all about this important occasion. Well, okay. What are you writing? I'm taking detailed notes about this meeting. Someday people will want to learn about how we design our government. But we haven't even started yet. What are you writing? Order, order. Relax, George Mason. Let's get started. Please try to stick right to writing down more important things. There are many who feel as though the Articles of Confederation are not working for our new nation. We have called this meeting to rework them or possibly come up with something new. I disagree. I believe the Articles of Confederation work fine. I refuse to sit here and talk about January. Well, someone woke up the wrong side of the bed today. Madison, don't write that. Write what? You know what I said about Patrick Henry waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Gentlemen, let me remind you that, that whatever happens in this room stays within these walls. The doors will stay locked and the windows have been boarded up. Madison, make sure no one reads those notes. But someday people will read them and understand how we work together to create a strong government. Yes, but we don't need to know every little detail. What are you writing now? Is it about me? Madison, please read to us what you have so far. Okay, let's see. Okay, here it is. The first to arrive was I, James Madison. After a while, George Washington and Ben Franklin arrived talking about what they had for lunch. Madison. Please skip forward a bit, get to the important stuff. Okay, let's see. Um, okay, the meeting began with George Washington explaining the need to improve the Articles of Confederation, which does not seem to be working. At this time, many delegates agreed, except for Patrick Henry, who stormed out of the meeting. At this point, Ben Franklin said, looks like someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, which I pretended to erase what I had written. Madison, I told you not to write that! Next, Mason showed Rufus King a drawing he had due to while Washington was. What? I did not, you little sneak. Madison, perhaps we should stick to writing down only the things that matter. 
You know the important bits about how we work together. Should I keep reading? There's more? After Washington explained the importance of kick, the doors was locked and the windows boarded shut, Edmund Randolph made a face like he was annoyed by having the doors and windows closed. You tattletale, it's hard in here. What do you expect me to do? Order, order. Madison, from this point forward, I want you only to write down the important things we do here. Got that? I understand. I have one question, though. What is it? Should I mention in my notes that Ben Franklin is fast asleep? Welcome to the Constitutional Talk Show. I'm your host, Delilah. And I'm Bishop. A grand convention is now taking place here in Philadelphia at the State House. No one knows what has been going on because the windows have been boarded up. We have a few guests here who are willing to talk with us about what is going on. First, Mr. Alexander Hamilton. Why have the windows been boarded up with wood? Because we couldn't find curtains. <laughs> Seriously, what's going on in the State House? We are meeting to improve the existing form of government. That's not what I heard. I heard you are changing the Articles of Confederation completely. Many people say it's too weak. Can you please tell us about this new constitution people are talking about? Well, I think it will be an excellent plan. It will create unity among the states. I support it. Edward Randolph, what are your reactions to the new constitution? I don't like it at all. They want to give small states the same rights as big states as, as governor of Virginia. I felt as though my Virginia plan was the best solution. What's the Virginia plan? This is how it works. There are three main branches of government. The, ex- the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. Ooh, like a tree. Mr. Randolph, is it true that the inventor, Benjamin Franklin, has been falling asleep in th- at these meetings? No comment. Martha, you've been seeing Hank around the statehouse. Do you care to comment on what's been going on? Well, we don't know too much about it. Some people thought they were trying to ask the second son of King George III to become King of America. How could they dream of starting another monarchy after what we went through with King George? We are not. That's not true. The, ex- the executive branch that came up would be in charge of running the government. One person would be the head of that. We've been calling that person the president. When will this new constitution be ready? Well, we're still working out the details. I don't plan on signing anything. There you have it, folks. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Constitutional Talk Show. Tune in next week, and we will give you all the gossip about everyone's favorite general, Mr. Washington, and his love of dancing. We are joined today by Room 305 historian Jack. Hello Jack, what kinds of interesting information do you have for us today? Lots of interesting facts about the Constitution, the people involved in the times they lived in. Great, let's hear some interesting things. 
Of the 55 delegates involved, eight have signed the Declaration of Independence, seven have been state governors, 21 have fought in the American Revolution, nine have been born outside the country, and only 29 have graduated college. Wow, those are some interesting statistics. There's more. In 1787, two persons were becoming popular. Four, if someone wanted to sweeten their breath, they would rub their teeth with a rag. A rag? Yikes, I'm glad I have a toothbrush. Also, Philadelphia had the first street lamps in America. They burned away oil. Ooh, what else? Geraldine was solved. Pennsylvania did not speak during the four months of the con convention. He finally spoke at the signing of the Constitution. That's why we didn't invite him on the show. Anything else you want? You could tell us? All right, that's fine. One signs were hung on city water pumps that read, Death to him who drinks too quickly. Some overheated men who had drunk too much water had dropped dead. Whoa. That's crazy. How is that even possible? Guess I'll finish this water bottle nice and slow while we check in on the drafting of the Constitution's preamble. The what? The Constitution's introduction. Oh. It's finished, the preamble to the Constitution of the United States. That's great, Jefferson. It's been a long summer with a lot of great debate. I should know. I, James Madison, wrote it all down. I still feel the Articles of Confederation was fine. Yes, we know, Mr. Henry. Mr. Jefferson, will you please read what you have come up with? Of course, Mr. Washington. We, the people of the United States of America, in order to form a more perfect group of people, set in place fairness to make certain we have peace at home, provide protection, promote general happiness and healthiness, and secure the blessings of freedom to ourselves and to our future generations, we will make happen and set in place this fundamental law of nation, the United States of America. Um, Tommy? Yes, Mr. Franklin. That looks good. Don't you think we should make it sound a little more elegant? It sounds so simple. It wasn't as good as the Articles of Confederation. Now, hold on. It was a great preamble. We just need to choose better wording to make it sound more poetic and complicated. Yeah, so years from now, fifth graders will, will have to work hard to understand it. Someone grab the dictionary. Okay, the beginning is great. Let's change in order to form a more perfect group of people into in order to form a more perfect union. Right, a group of people is a union. When you set in place, you are establishing something. Since justice is a fancy word for fairness, let's change the next part from set in place fairness to establish justice. Great, here's a good one. Ensure means to make certain. We can change peace at home to domestic tranquility. Nice work, Mr. Franklin. As a former general, I'd like to change provide protection to provide for the common defense. It just sounds better. Instead of promote general happiness and healthiness, let's shorten it to promote general, the general welfare. Liberty is another word for freedom. The next part should be to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and future generations. Wait, there's a better word for future generations, posturity. Sounds fine to me. The end is confusing. Instead of what will make happen and set in place this fundamental law of nation, let's clear it up by saying do order and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Nice work. Can someone read it? <clears throat> 
we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, to ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. As a rule, women did not participate in the convention that framed and ratified the Constitution. Women did not vote for convention delegates, and women did not publicly participate in constitutional debates in the pr in the press. That's that doesn't mean women were not involved in important ways. I'm joined today by anti-federalist Mercy Otis Warren. Hello. Yes, I was able to contribute, but I had to start by writing a Colombian Patriot so that no one would know that I was a woman. That's terrible. What did you write? I wrote a pamphlet called Observations on New York Constitution. I wrote about my opposition to the Constitution because it focused on a strong central government. Opposition? You mean you didn't agree with the Constitution? I felt like state governments should have more authority, also there needs to be a Bill of Rights included. I hear they're working on one. They better. I believe the ratification of the Constitution depends on it. So many voices, so many viewpoints. It's unfortunate that more voices weren't included in the shape of shaping of our Constitution. Let's go down to the Philadelphia State House and find out what the word on the street is. Hello, my name is Catherine. I'm here outside the Philadelphia State House where a Constitution for the United States has just been signed. Let's get some reactions. Excuse me, Rufus King, can you please tell us about the new Constitution? I think it will be an excellent plan. It will create unity among the states. I originally felt the Articles of Confederation could be fixed, but soon realized they needed to be done away with in favor of the Constitution. I support it. Thank you, Mr. King. Oh, Luther Martin. What are your reactions to the new constitution? I don't like it at all. They want to give big states more rights than small states. That doesn't make any sense. I spoke for the better part of two days, and it seems like no one listened. Let's find out what the people of Philadelphia think. Excuse me, sir. Hello. Hello, what's your name? Eli. Eli, what do you think of the new constitution? We don't know too much about it. They won't let anyone in. Some people thought they were trying to ask the second son of King George III to become King of America. How could they dream of starting another monarchy after what we went through with King George? They should have let in some public opinion. The founders felt that the delegates would be too worried about public opinion to make an honest and informed decision. Many voices were left out of the proceedings. The native people who had been pushed off their land, African Americans, women, people not in power, the list goes on. What would our constitution have been like if these voices could have been heard? That is an excellent point. Well, lots of viewpoints. It was a long, hard debate with a lot of compromise. This is Catherine signing off. We've come to the end of our show. We hope you learned more about the Constitution of the United States. It was a long process with a lot of debate. 
A lot of compromises had to be made, sometimes at the expense of what was morally the right thing to do. Yeah, and I'm so happy the folks at the Constitutional Convention got that preamble sorted out. It's also a good thing the founders were able to get that Bill of Rights written out just in time. We hope you enjoyed our look at the Constitutional Convention. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye.